and welcome to Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Emma. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Tash. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi, everyone. I think I nailed that intro. Uh, yeah, I think I we sound, you know, sound pretty professional there. Yeah, I thought it was uh, yeah, very impressive. We're getting better, mm. see, episode seven. Is it seven? Yeah, seven. Lucky number seven. seven. <laughs> <laughs> getting pretty serious now. Yeah. Uh, nothing's been published yet. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, welcome to episode seven. How mm-hmm. how have you girlies been this week? Yeah. yeah, good. I've just been really busy, like with work and kids and life in general. Just life, isn't it? Good. Yeah, it's just so busy. I tell you what, I've really start. I really appreciate that we've got this little thing that we do every week because it's just like a little bit of me time. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and I get to talk to my friends, my gal pals. I know. How lucky are we all? We are. Yeah. God bless the internet. God bless the internet. It's literally mad, isn't it? It is. Yeah. We're not even in the same country. People probably don't realise that, but we're not in the same country. No, we're not. No. It sounds like we're in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Magic. Magic. So, the anything, magic of the interweb. Anything spooky happened this week to you? Anybody? I mean... Kind of, actually. Oh, see? I mean, not like, not like ghosty or anything like that. But you know when, like, things just line up constantly? So I was, um, I had to take my daughter to go and get a PCR test because some kid in her class has COVID. Yeah. Um, It's come back negative, so waste of our time. But, you know, these things have to be done. Um. And whilst I was out getting it done, my stepmom texted me and was like, oh, if you're going to town today, could you go and collect something for me? And I was literally 10 minutes away from where she needed it. And I was like, actually, I'm going today. Like, that really works for me. So that's like, it's not major, but I was like, well, that's great timing. Because if I'd been at home, it would have been a bit annoying to go out when it's a 20 minute journey, whatever. So it's coincidence. Coincidence. But then as I was... Coming back, my manager from work texted me and was like, what are you doing today? I was like, nothing. Do you need me to work? And she said, no, would you bring the bread? So there's a bakery on the way to my work and um, I collect the bread. But I wasn't due in on Saturday, but I had to go to the village anyway. And I was like, I'm literally on my way now to the village where the pub is. I'll grab it now. But like two things that day was a little bit weird. Yeah. And it was like perfect timing. Had it have been any later, um, either way round or like any later or any earlier, I wouldn't have known that I was doing either of those things and it would have fit in my day perfectly. Yeah. So, so not like spooky, but you know, we're like, sorry, but that worked out well. That was very yeah. organised. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So someone's looking out for me there because I would have been annoyed to do multiple journeys, but also would have felt that I had to say yes to doing them. Yeah. Well, like, whoever's got your avatar on the big virtual game yeah. that is life was very organised. Yeah, like, big up there, man. Thanks, yeah. I appreciate you that day. Yeah. If we could make everything work like that, that would be 10-10. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? Do you guys yeah. ever think that? I think that sometimes. Like, what if we're, like, all just, like, really complex version of The Sims? 
Oh my god! Like I try not to think about things like that, but then when I do, I'm not sleeping because I literally lay there like thinking about it all so much. Oh, I um, heard something. Now I'm not at all up on all the uh, facts about it, so this isn't probably going to be that informational. Information, <laughs> in- informational, informative, informative. What? what? <laughs> 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 You're informational. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw they're launching a, a a new telescope into space. Oh, and they apparently with this telescope should be able to see if there are there if there's life on the planets that they've discovered that look like Earth. You know that are so far oh. away. So, yeah, they should be able to see if there's life on any of these planets that they've found. And also they'll be able to uh, hopefully find out if there was light before the Big Bang, which apparently is a huge, like, question. Was there light before the Big Bang? I don't understand any of that stuff. Well, it's pretty huge. I think, you know, if they do actually find anything, it'd like be one of the Light biggest... before the Big Bang, but isn't the sun where the light comes from? Don't get into it, because I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't got the foggiest. But after what I've gathered, these two bits of, you know, if they get some information about these two things, it'll be like the biggest discovery in our, well, century. Lifetime. Yeah. Wow. Oh, exciting. Yeah, and nobody's talking about it, which is really strange. So, Well, maybe there's not much to say at the minute. I know, but you'd think people would be, you know, mentioning it a little bit. I don't know, yeah. finding out that there's life on other planets, that's pretty fucking Well, they've huge. not found out yet, have they? But, I mean, we'd be pretty narcissistic to think that there wasn't life on other planets. Oh, yes, totally. There definitely is. There has to be. Well, what what makes us so special? I mean, I am great. Yes, you are. But I'm average. Despite what I think, (laughs) no, you're not. (laughs) But despite what I think, the universe does not evolve around me. No. I mean, sometimes maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty exciting. Not really paranormal. I don't know. Aliens? Who knows? Well, it's kind of. I think it's in keeping. Yeah, the truth is out there. Yeah. Do you think, you know, when you have that feeling that someone's watching you, do you think yeah. it's the people on that planet with a big mice, bigger oh telescope God. having a look? Yeah. Oh. I feel like I'm being watched and they're looking at you for your window. What do you do with something really weird? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waving at them now. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> you like what you see? I'm in my dressing gown. <laughs> Have you guys heard about Valiant Thor? Have you heard no. Have you heard no. of him, Becky? No. Oh, well, Valiant Thor is an alien uh, who apparently came to Earth to try and convince uh, world leaders not to use um, nuclear bombs. And yeah, there's this huge, like, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or I don't know really what to call it. I'll have to do an episode on Valiant Thor because it's actually really yeah, interesting. Yeah, definitely. That sounds really interesting. I thought that was a segue into your story. No, <laughs> I not thought, this is so smooth. Look how cool she is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, I will do an episode on Valiant Thor, though, because it's really interesting. And uh, yes, basically, Val- uh, like, 
he was pretty much the first alien that made contact with our main governments and he stuck around for a while and he was good mates with the president. And no, he wasn't. What did he look like? He was fit. He was really he good was. looking. Oh, I'm going to Google him. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll see pictures of Valiant Thor. Um, I don't know the dates or anything. I want to say it was in the 50s, 60s kind of time. Oh, so not that long ago. There's loads of conspiracies, you know, like the, the Greys have made um, uh, agreements with the governments that if they're allowed to pick off the occasional human to take back and study on their spaceships, then, you know, they won't bother us too much and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just having a bit of a Google of the... Yeah, the me night. too. Oh. Yeah, he is attractive. Is there a film? Have they done a film about it? Oh, Surely. I don't know. Have they? I don't know, but I feel like they should have. I don't know, I'm getting weird vibes from him. The sort of guy, oh yeah, you think he's good looking, but then, woof, you wake up in his basement. I don't know. Well, he's an alien, so... Oh, I suppose he couldn't be completely normal. Pretty yeah. sure he's going to probe you in places you don't want him to. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I don't probe me. <laughs> 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 probe me, baby. <laughs> I like the name as well, Valiant. Yeah. Do you think that's his Earth name? I don't know. I I don't. I I haven't looked into it enough. No. Well, I'm excited for when you do. Yeah. I'm not going to research it at all. Yeah. yeah I've turned my phone off. Not looking at it anymore. Oh, it's going to be such a difficult one. To, well, not a difficult one, but it's going to warrant a ton of motivation to get all the research together but i'll try and get it i'll try and get it yeah done. no pressure you don't yeah. have to necessarily do it next episode It'll be i feel like i kind that. of do now though oh well there you go then yeah you've put the pressure on yourself i have <laughs> do it to myself anyway it's my turn to start this week isn't it it is yeah so i thought this week i would talk about ghosts 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 what a surprise. Yeah, because uh, I don't think I've actually talked, spoke about ghosts that much, considering that's what I'm supposed to be talking about. Oh, yeah, I suppose uh, it's a lot of demons, wasn't it? I can't, I can't really remember what I've done. My memory's terrible. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it's going to be a little bit different because it's not going to be anything anyone's ever heard before because I'm not doing famous ghost stories. I've actually asked people um, in my entourage uh if they had any spooky stories or you know weird I love it weird things that happened to them and i got quite a few replies and some of them actually like blew my mind um yeah it had some serious what what the actual fuck this week it's been a really cool week actually um so yeah so I'm going to start off by talking about where I, um, well, where I imagine I got my interest for the paranormal from, um, which was when I used to live in England, very near to a very haunted house. So you girls, it's not ex- that exciting for you because you've already heard it all. Um, but there will be stuff that you haven't heard as I go along. Okay. Lovely. So, uh, when I was a little girl, obviously I lived in England before moving to France and we lived in the grounds of a manor house. Uh, so basically the manor house was a college 
uh, for young teachers that were starting off that went on, you know, multiple training courses, etc. So the, the hall had a kitchen, had multiple bedrooms. You know, it was almost like a little, not a hotel in such, but people went to stay there while they did their courses. So it was full of big conference rooms. And so, yeah, that's the kind of building we're talking about. Yeah. And it had mm-hmm. these beautiful, beautiful gardens. And our house was in the in the grounds of of the uh, words of the manor house. Yeah. There we go. The manor house. Uh, so just to give you a little idea of how old the actual house was, um, the earliest origins I found date back to the 15th century. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, so wow. it's really really old. But that wasn't the original, it wasn't the building that is there today. The building that okay. is there today was rebuilt around 1635. So it's not, <laughs> it's still pretty fucking old. Yeah. Um, and then over the years, you know, a wing was added there and another wing was added there and a stable was added there. You know, they added bits as it went along. Yeah. But the main building has been there and as it stands today since 1635. Now, I couldn't find any information uh, on it. Probably didn't dig deep enough, to be honest. But if I recollect at some point in history, there was a big fire that did damage most of the building. So, you know, some of it will have been rebuilt, you know, in in the same kind of style. Yeah. Yeah. So some of it is newer. But it is a class building. You know, nobody can touch it. Nobody can disfigure it or knock it down or anything like that. It is a historical building and it's 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 beautiful but just so happens to be haunted as fuck i mean what else would we want i know why else would i be talking about it right the only stories i can go on are stories that my parents have told me but my parents were well my dad was somebody who was very down to earth he wasn't airy fairy or you know he he didn't really particularly believe in stuff like this, but, you know, he experienced so much there that he was absolutely convinced that something um, otherworldly was going on. I can't imagine why my dad would make this up, basically. So the fact that he's told yeah. me all this stuff and, you know, just generally the stories that people have told him, it's a hell of a lot of people to be just like making it all up. So yeah, I think there's something to it. Um, and one of the stories involves my granddad, who was definitely even more down to earth. Um, there's no way he would make this up. So, you know, the story with my granddad that I'll tell you in a minute, I've got no explanation for either. So, mm-hmm. yes, definitely stuff, stuff happens in that particular hall. Um, so when my dad first started working there, so yeah, that's why we had the house in the grounds because my dad was working there. The local vicar of the village, because it was a little, little English country village, came to see my dad and he said, you know, Halloween's coming up. Do you want me to come down and sort them out? And my dad was like, what? What are you talking about? Who, who do you want to sort out? And he was like, and the vicar said, well, all the spirits down at the down at the hall i know they get really agitated this time of year um <laughs> yes <laughs> imagine that being your first introduction to the fact that you where you live and work is haunted yes the 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 local vicar saying very nonchalantly you know nonchalantly uh a matter of factly oh, i'll just mm. come i'll come down say a few prayers sort them out yeah 
Yeah, sage, sage everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the vicars use sage. I don't know if that's more um, oh, that's butchy. More. Is pagan? It oh, oh, yeah, pagan. Oh, I love sage in the house. Do you? Yeah. Just makes you feel a bit like, you know, like, oh. I don't know. I've never done it. I'll do it. It's great. Oh. Okay, well, do you do burn it, burn it and walk around with it and flop it yeah, about? Yeah, you just like... Say like, I'm gone. Go for the bad, yeah, like the bad energy and stuff like that. And can you feel um, a difference once you've done it? Yeah, but you know, it may be just in your head. You know, like a bit platonic. Is that the word? No, Not platonic. Placebo, <laughs> like a placebo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what platonic means. <laughs> it, it might be like a placebo effect. You know, like. Because you're telling yourself something. Yeah, works. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. yeah. But sometimes it feels good. So, there you go. Yeah. Cool. Well, maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe I'll do it in my new house when we move in. Yeah, great. Okay. So, when my grandparents would come and stay, they would stay down at the hall because we didn't have enough bedrooms at our house. And as I was saying, it was just on the ground. So, it was just a little 10 minute walk down to the hall. And they had loads of bedrooms there. So they would they would get a room down at the hall set up for them. So one particular Christmas, my grandparents came to stay and my granddad woke up in the room about six o'clock in the morning. And he looked to the side of the bed and there was a small little girl stood next to his bed, just smiling at him, not doing anything, you know, creepy. And oh, kids are the worst, though. That's freaky as hell. But because he was half asleep, he was like, it's Emma, you know, it's Emma. She's poofled down here to come and see us and her mum's going to freak out. You know, he, he kind of started panicking like, oh, God, I better get up and get her back before before her mum realises she's not there. Yeah. Um, and because he's panicking and, you know, getting worked up, he woke up more and realised that actually this little girl was wearing a little white bonnet and a little white apron and looked nothing like me. And just as he was realising that it wasn't me, a woman walked through the wall, smiling at him, you know, nothing horrendous. She just walked through the wall and picked the little girl up and then walked back out through the wall. Oh, this is literally giving me shivers already. Um, And my granddad came and he told my mum and dad what had happened, but he never ever told my grandma because it would have freaked her out i'm not even yeah. sure you know once my granddad died if you know if ever, anyone ever told my grandma uh that that yeah. had happened because she was obviously fast asleep next to him um but yeah so that was weird and especially because apparently the room that they the section of the hall that they were staying in used to be the old nurseries for the you know the 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 children that's mad. But he didn't know that, you know, he didn't, nobody knew. It was yeah. all done up modern and stuff. There was no, like, nothing creepy about it. He had no, you know, no idea that it used to be an old nursery. And yeah, and that's the honest to God truth. Bless yeah. him. Yeah, I, they, I don't think they ever stayed at the hall after that, to be honest. No, I can't imagine they would have. Um, My dad said... He he didn't actually, my dad didn't really wit, or at least he didn't tell me, he didn't witness anything 
Um, he obviously had the stories of people who did telling him. Yeah. But him himself, the only thing he felt in that hall were animals. And you know when you've got like a dog round your legs and they don't particularly have to touch you, but you just know they're there because, you yeah. know, there's a presence yeah. to ha- having an animal around your feet and stuff. And, so, you know, that feeling when you trip over them, you haven't seen yeah. them and you just get your feet caught in them. My dad got that like all the time he That's just mad yeah he felt like um yeah like there were just dogs around him loads and often he'd trip over a dog that wasn't there uh, yeah and the weird thing is in the grounds of that manor house were three tombstones of dogs but they were like proper tombstones oh, really and they had the dogs names and i can't remember the names for the life of me um yes but yeah i I don't know where where they came from oh, but it was wow. like this little memorial for these three dogs which is really kind of lovely yeah um so yeah was your dad like an animal person oh god yes my dad loved dogs yeah uh, he was actually um in in his army days he was a dog trainer oh amazing so he's obviously really receptive to animals so that's oh, probably yeah. why oh my that's I mean, what dogs- he Dogs and cats loved animals. Yeah. That's probably why, why he felt that, because he, he was more receptive to animals, perhaps more so than he was to people. I don't, mm. I don't know. I didn't know your dad. But, um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? I it's, think I think I'd want to be haunted by an animal rather than a human. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I think I'd still prefer not to be haunted by anything. I mean, yeah, sure. Um. Okay, and then one another time in this same uh, manor house, there was a big conference there. There was about 50 people taking this conference and they all saw uh, a stable boy walk across, you know, full, like, Victorian get-up. Yeah. Um, walk across the courtyard and just kind of vanish. Not, like, in a poof of thin air. He just kind of walked across and... and like, went about his day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, went out of sight kind of thing. And uh, they all saw him and they all thought, oh, that's really cool. You know, the hall's putting on some kind of, you know, animation. There's some kind of uh, period thing going on where people are dressing up. So at the end of the conference, they all went to see my dad and were like, oh, that was that was really cool. You know, what's going on today? What have you got planned for us? You know, are people dressing up? And my dad was like, "Uh, I haven't got a frigging clue what you're talking about. That's and, oh, uh, that's unreal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And this is 50 people so it's all seeing the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, they said, we've, you know, we've seen this lad walking around with his high socks and his brown britches and his little cap. And my dad's like, I've no idea what to tell you because... You just can't deny those situations, though, can you? When there's, like, so many people saying it, how yeah. can you? Yeah. how can you say that hasn't happened? Yeah, when everyone saw the same thing. People talk about mass hallucinations and stuff, don't they? But I don't, I don't understand how it would work when it's just people sat there for a conference because it's not like yeah. they're all undergoing the same amount, some huge amount of stress. Yeah. You know, they're just going about their day getting this conference out of the way. I don't see why. And they, they wouldn't necessarily know that that was a haunted place. So it's not like well, when no. people go to haunted buildings specifically no, no. for ghost hunting or whatever you call it they're literally just there for a conference yeah no it wasn't advertised as being a haunted place at all 
you know, I think the people that worked there and the people that lived there obviously knew it was a bit creepy, but it was all done all modern and everything. It didn't particularly look like anything that would freak you out. But yeah. Yeah. So that's actually uh, quite, well, I find quite compelling, you know, 50 people, 50-ish people uh, all seeing the same thing. And then another time there was another conference and at the end of the conference, my dad went to check on them and, you know, had everything been all okay and were they happy with everything? And the guy, I think it was the guy who was giving the conference said it was fine, but this door, there was like an adjoining door between two rooms, just kept opening and closing and opening and closing all the time. And, you know, it would open and I'd close it and it'd open again and I'd close it again. So he said, uh, you know, you probably need to get that looked at because it was really quite annoying. Yeah. My dad was like, I don't know which door you mean. Can you show me? So they went in and he, you know, he said, oh, it's that door in between the two rooms. And it was a door yeah. that had been completely painted shut. Oh, my not, God. It was not a door that was used whatsoever. And, uh, oh, God. And, yeah, you know, he, my dad so tried they to. they try to open it? Yeah, it wouldn't open. It was painted oh, shut. Oh, my God. This stuff makes me want to cry. Yeah, yeah. It's creepy. That's so weird. Uh, and the guy. You know, the guy giving the conference wasn't freaked out by it. He was just annoyed that this door yeah. kept creaking open all the time. He hadn't thought of anything supernatural or spooky. Again, you wouldn't, would you? You'd no. Just think, you'd just think, for fuck's sake, but, sort, sort the door out. <laughs> but when he went in to show my dad, then he got freaked out, realising it was completely painted shut. But again, he wasn't in that room on his own, was he? So there would have been other people witnessing No, no, he was giving a conference. Closing. Yeah, yeah, there was a whole oh. room full of people. My mum, so there was a legend of a ghost at this hall called the Green Lady. Okay. And I can't, I can't remember with certitude that my memories of this legend are fact, you know, or if I just kind of made it up in my head. Okay. So I'm not going to get into what I think because it could be utter bollocks. But there was there was a legend about a, a green lady that haunted the um, the hall, and she wore a big green flowing dress. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day, my mum was driving away from the hall up the driveway to our house, and she looked back at the hall, and uh, there was a woman standing looking out through one of the huge big windows on the upstairs of the hall. And my mum thought, that's weird, because I'm pretty sure there's nobody in. You know, I'm pretty sure the hall's empty. So when she got home, she said to me, Dad, is anybody at the hall? Because, um, you know, I saw this woman looking out the window. And my dad said, no, it's completely empty. There's nobody there. Oh. (laughs) You're going to sleep well tonight. Oh, I just just picture it as well. Like, who? Yeah. Yeah, me too. And then there was a lady who worked in the kitchens. Um, as I said, there was a restaurant. Obviously, people that were staying there for a few days had to eat. So there was a restaurant and there was a big kitchen staff. And there was one lady that had worked there for years and years and years. Um, again, northern, uh, very down to earth English lady, you know, not uh, not at all fussed by anything, really. Uh, but she ended up quitting her job the day she saw a Roman soldier walk through the wall right in front of her. Oh, my, oh my God. God. 
But how weird is that, that she'd worked there for years and years and years and years? And not seen anything. And not seen anything, or certainly not seen anything enough to spook her that she yeah. felt like she needed to leave. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, here comes Harry. And she Marching quits. through the walls. But the thing is, the, the worst thing about this story, I find, and it it's often comes up when people see uh, ghosts from that kind of Roman Empire era kind of thing, is that all she saw was the top half. She He didn't have any legs or anything like that. So it was literally just his torso and head that oh. came through the wall. And it's because after what I've gathered, the ghosts or spirits or whatever you want to call them tend to stay at their same at the same level that they would have done when they were alive. And obviously as time's gone by and we've built things up and, you know, the, the, the ground level has gone up or down or, you know, we're not at the same level. Are, are you with me? Oh, yeah. The, the ground. So, like, not... their legs would have been underground? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Is that... I didn't know that was a thing. When he would have been walking on the road whenever he was alive, yeah. now it's been built up and it's a different yeah, yeah, level. Yeah. So he he would have stayed on his same level. Oh. And that's why uh, you can... He, uh, yeah, he just looked like a torso and head bobbing oh, about. That's creepy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was creepy enough for her to quit and say, fuck oh, this, I'm not going back there. So, yeah, I never actually... Now, <laughs> I, can't say, I can't say this with certitude anymore, and you'll understand why, but I can't say I actually ever experienced anything in the hall myself. These are all stories that have been told to me. What I can tell you is that the house that I lived in on the grounds uh, freaked me out, and I've got... Zero explanation for it, because as I said, I can't recollect anything ever happening to me. But as a child, I was terrified. Yeah. I could not sleep on my own upstairs. Uh, My family used to have a little rotor and everybody had a turn where they'd have to sit in front of my bedroom for me to fall asleep. Otherwise, I would just not go to bed. And I would cry and sob. And I was, I was absolutely fucking terrified. Terrified. I I can remember the feeling now. I was so frightened. And this wasn't just a phase. I was, this was my childhood. I was just frightened. Yeah. All all the time of being on my own. I wouldn't be in a room on my own. Uh, It was, it was just weird because, you know, I've got no explanation to where the fear came from. I just always thought I was a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of an insecure child. Yeah. But this week some something has something that some people have told me some things that have blown my mind. So to prepare for this podcast, I know I hid it from you guys, but I posted I posted on my Facebook, hit me with your ghost stories, hit me with anything creepy that's happened to you. Uh, you know, I wanna know for this little project I'm working on. Yeah. And one of the comments, uh, two of the comments actually were from uh, friends of mine from primary school in England. So, you know, it's people that I've stayed in touch with for lots, many, many years. And the first comment said, well, surely you've got tons of your own ghost stories from all the ghosts you used to see when you lived in in England. And I was like, "Uh, well, no, because, you know, I didn't actually ever see anything. Um, I can only remember what I've been told about the actual hall, not my house. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's not things I've seen. 
and this my friend came back and she said do you not remember telling us that um a little old lady and an old soldier used to stand at the end of your bed every oh night oh my lord oh god no wonder you can bloody sleep and i said yeah. i've got tears in my eyes now actually yeah and i said what i said what the fuck and she said, yeah, I, I remember it clear as fucking day because you scared the shit out of me. You said every night you went to bed and there was a little old lady that would come through the wall and a soldier that would come through the wall and they would both stand at the bottom of your bed. What were watch. they doing? Just what, watching me. So I obviously said that's amazing because I've, I've zero recollection of it. I think that's like self-preservation, though. Well, the weird thing is, I have no recollection of anything really from living in that house, apart from being afraid. Yeah. I don't have any memories of anything. And these are people my age, because we were all at school together, Mm. telling me things that they remember. So how long did you live there? What age did you leave? Uh, About 10. Oh, God. So that's a really... Like, that is an age where you, you should remember, and not everything, but, like, I've definitely got some core memories from when I was 10, like, things I used to do with my friends and... Um, I haven't. I haven't. I, and I explained it to them. I said, I I know who you all are, obviously. You know, I remember... Yeah. I, I remember you. I don't actually remember doing anything <laughs> with you. Yeah. I don't remember play dates or conversations or things we used to do. I don't remember any. I just know that I know you kind of thing. Yeah, that's um, mad. And I've got a few, very, very few snippets of memories of things from there. But that's it. That's wow. it, really. I haven't got anything else. So another friend at this point chimes into the conversation, who I also used to go to school with. And she said, tell me you remember the guy in the top hat at your front door and I was like no seriously I've got no idea what you're talking about (laughs) oh you were just that creepy kid at school weren't you (laughs) (laughs) apparently apparently is it what's that girl out of the ring is it Samara or something (laughs) with your long black hair Oh, don't talk about the ring. That film scared the shit out of me. <laughs> We'd probably watch it now and be like, this is so shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, yeah, she chimes in and joins in the conversation. And she's like, oh, do you not remember that time that there was a Victorian guy and his dog at your front door? And I was like, no, I do not remember that at all. <laughs> oh, my God. And she said uh, she was over on a play date. I don't know if it was just me and her or if there was other kids there. And that somebody had knocked at the door and the dogs had all gone mad. I had a Doberman and a Labrador cross at the time in England. Um, And they were all going mad at the door. And I'd gone to peek to see who was there. And it was uh, an older guy with a cane and a top hat. That's what she said. And a dog. And it freaked me out. And it freaked her out. And we went to get my mum. Who then went to the door and there was nobody there. Did your friend hear it knock? Yeah. And did she see him standing there too? I don't know if she saw him. I can't remember what she said. She saw the dogs go mad. She saw, uh, she heard the knock. She saw the dogs go mad. And she did say to this day that is her, um, she is convinced that she saw a ghost. 
Oh, my God. And she said it's the only time she's ever seen anything or, you know, experienced anything like it. And she, to this day, is convinced that that is her one-time experience with something supernatural. And I've got no fucking recollection of it at all. That's strange, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, either as a little kid, I had an overactive imagination and I was completely full of shit. Or actually, I was experiencing something pretty terrifying for a little girl. And I felt comfortable telling my mates at school, you know, actually, does this happen to you guys? Because this is happening to me and it's weird, you know. Yeah. Uh, Because at this point, I imagine we're talking about when I'm about seven, six, seven, you know, not not very old. I can't, I just can't imagine myself making it up, but I don't know. So, yeah, that blew my mind when they came back with that. I was like, I do think kids are like more susceptible, are susceptible to things like that. And I think after they're three or four, like when they really start speaking, it it declines a bit. Yeah, and then and then a lot more when yeah you're about nine or ten because you kind of it's the innocence, isn't it? It's because you're so innocent as a child, and like you're just open to everything. But then as you get older, you almost get more cynical. And like, and because we can explain things away, can't we? You just explain it. We just say that child's got an overactive imagination. They've overheard a conversation and then they've come up to this conclusion what that situation is. And I sometimes think, and then as you get older, you understand things more. Mm. So yeah, that actually uh, fucked me up a little bit this week. Yeah, um, I can imagine. If it was one of them, but the fact that it was two of them at different, uh, you know, different occasions. Yeah, got, that's creepy, isn't it? And, you know, memory's clear as a bell for them, which also I'm like, why can't I fucking remember? Yeah. Uh, which makes me think, you know, I'm blocking some shit out, man. Yeah, I reckon so. Probably. Uh, so, yeah, goosebumps, definitely. So, okay, so then I got some more. So that's that's basically my little story. So I won't talk about it again now. It's not, it's not little. It's quite big. It's quite cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my personal experience of the supernatural and why I think I'm probably so interested with it and also fucking terrified by it. It's weird because I think genuinely things that frighten me, I get really interested in and, you know, I have to research it. And it's like, why? Because you're so fucking frightened. Why do you do this to yourself? I think it's so you can explain it. I think that's what it is. Maybe. Sorry. That was a big gulp. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So a few of my friends gave me some little ghost stories of their own, of their own personal experiences. So would you like to hear them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So the first one is from a lady. Uh, called Janet, and uh, she used. Hi, Janet. Yep. Hi, Janet. So she used to live in France, and I'm going to use her own words. Okay, so I'll be reading what she told me. So when we lived in France, the house was definitely haunted. When we were watching TV up one end of our big lounge dining, like a lounge dining room area, 
the cats would all suddenly look up and stare. Oh, I hate it when cats do that. It's, yeah, cats are the worst for that shit. Oh, they, I, I, I think they do it just because they know it puts a fear of God in us. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and they do it especially when you're, like, home alone mm. or, or it's really raining outside or, you know. <laughs> My cats, little shits, did it to me today as I'm writing my notes for this podcast while I'm home alone. <laughs> yeah. And one of them, the little shit, got on the piano and started walk- walking up and down the keys. Of fucking did. Keys. Oh, and then one of them's freaking out with a big bushy tail running around like he's bloody terrified or something. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, thanks, guys. Can we all settle down? <laughs> yes, can everybody just pack it the fuck in? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so her cats used to freak her out. Also, in one of their upstairs family rooms, they had a couple stay with them, with a, with a child. Here we go, back to the children. Um, and the little boy started crying and his mum went up um, to get him. And he said a man had come into the room and was talking to him. And he went out through a closed door. Oh. He wasn't really frightened. But he called for his mum all the same because it was, like, a bit weird. Uh, yeah, of course. And apparently while he was staying there, he saw him again several times. And then oh. and then a few years after that, another family was staying with them. And this time they had a little girl. And um, she was in the same room that the little boy had stayed. And she told her mum that somebody was in the room talking to her. And they had left through a closed door as well. Oh, wow. I know. And then she said we, the, the cats just were acting very strange, um, but they actually never saw anything themselves, and they, they loved living in that house. There you go, the kiddies again picking up on something. Yeah, it's kids, isn't oh, it? Oh, Maddie, Jesus, Maddie, when she was tiny, like when she just started talking, eh, that's my eldest daughter, uh, I, I don't know if I told you this, but she had an imaginary friend. Uh, I can't remember what she used to call her. But Samara. No, it was not <laughs> that. But basically she had this little friend and then one time we had uh, the grandparents over and we were all eating dinner at the table and Maddie starts talking about her little friend and says, Oh, she's not she's not real, she's dead. Oh my god. And me and my mother in law just kind of look at each other like, What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for that, Maddie. <laughs> and um, and she said, "Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's dead because her brother killed her, and her brother's here as well." And she came out with all these names. Um, and by the end, uh, by the end of this thing, um, there was three of them. I can't remember what names they were, but she used to talk about these three kids all the time, and she'd be playing with them and just being like really fucking creepy. Uh, I'm so glad that's over with now. Only your kid, though. <laughs> I know, I know. And then one time I was putting her to bed and in our bedroom we've got a mezzanine. So basically we've got another level to our bedroom that we just use for storage. But like from our bed you can see the banisters with all the boxes and whatnot um, behind them. And Maddie looks up there and she goes, oh, Violet's there, mummy. And I'm like, who the fuck is Violet? And she was like, oh, she's a lady that lives in the attic. She's always angry and she's got purple lips. Lovely. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's absolutely fucking She needs to not share that information. (laughs) No. 
sort of died. How can you still live there? Well, I'm just putting it down to my child's overactive imagination. Yes. Yeah. She's very, she's overheard or watched something she shouldn't have. Yeah. And yeah. now she's creepy. <laughs> I was just like, oh, mummy, look, she's coming downstairs doing on her back. Oh, you know how like, the grudge does. Yeah, no, shut with up. With her purple lips. Oh. It's horrible. It really freaked me out. It really, really freaked me out. Obviously, like, it's your house and stuff, but I wouldn't say I've ever felt 100% comfortable in that house. Oh, like, Right, but let's not. I like it here. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, but I think, actually, I say that, I think that's a running theme with houses in the middle of nowhere. Mm. It just puts you on edge, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on edge now. Well, it's because we're talking about guys. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I, I do so. it's such It's such an old house, isn't it? Why as well, it's quite an old house. A podcast about Care Bears, man. Yeah. Nobody's scared of Care Bears. Also, why didn't we move to, like, a country where they just had new houses and it was all lovely? Yeah. Why did we all think, yeah, let's move to France and live in 500-year-old houses? Uh, like... Our parents, man. None of yeah, none I... of us chose to uh Thanks parents live in France. <laughs> Cheers guys. Yeah, um, thanks for all the trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Traumatized. But Together. on a positive, we all found each other, so absolutely yeah. and I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So Yeah. I uh, yeah. definitely found my people over here. So mm. not all bad. Um Yay. so yeah. So that was one story from the lovely Janet. Now I've got another one from my friend Sophie, who is awesome. Big up, Sophie. Yeah, Sophie's awesome. And I've been to her house in France, and it is creepy. God, that scared me. It's just my husband bringing me a cup of tea. Oh, husbands. (laughs) Thank you, sweetheart. Bye, Ben. Don't go to bed without me, because I'm frightened. (laughs) (laughs) I leave all the lights on. <sighs> right, I'm going to have a slurp of tea now. Nice. Benny, you're not shutting the door? He's like, you said you were scared. <laughs> he's, no, he's trying to frighten me. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently last time, uh, the kids weren't here, so I, I recorded this in, in Rose's bedroom. And... Um, I'd left the door open a little bit and apparently Noel said that he, he was watching me through the door for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Why? I was, like, was going to stay, but he didn't look at me. And I was like, so you were stood out there for like 10 minutes, what, just staring at me, your wife, having a little giggle? And you were like, yeah. And he was like, and then I felt really free, weird, so I went away. <laughs> Yes, because you were weird, Noel. Why would you do that and for ten minutes? Ten minutes is such a long time to stand and look at someone through a door. (laughs) 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 And also, the worst of it is because we wear headphones, you couldn't hear what any of us. Well, he knows what I was doing, but you know, like on horror films where they have stupid fucking headphones in, and then like families being murdered in the next room, and they're like. And the like singing along to Blink One Eighty Two, and like, yeah. <laughs> and then that's yeah. what could have easily happened. <laughs> I 
And I, I said to her, I was like, what are you oh, doing? I great, said, already, great. statistically, <laughs> if I'm going to be murdered, you're the one that's going to be doing it. <laughs> yeah, don't start. Yeah. Don't be peeping Don't and be a fucking creep. Please. right yeah back to back to sophie so my mate sophie she's lovely is my mate sophie and um yes she also has a creepy french house (laughs) yeah obs when in when in rome (laughs) (laughs) yeah when in france live somewhere creepy and um and yeah, I used to go and stay over at hers all the time. And yeah, I concur that it is in fact a very creepy house. So uh-huh. I'm going to go and use her words, okay? Uh-huh. So, mum and dad used to hear heavy old man footsteps on the landing when they first moved in. They found holy water from Lord in the house left by the previous family, which they sprinkled from time to time. The footsteps went away in the end. <laughs> That's great. Oh. <laughs> there there was a child's bedroom next to the bathroom which felt extremely heavy and sad uh, along with yourself meaning me because I had quite a strange experience in that house that I'll tell you about in a minute um, yeah so along with me this affected a friend when we first saw the house who became very tearful and upset and they later found out that there had been a lot of loss and grief oh. from, um, in the previous family so, mm. uh, yeah, without going into too much detail, that doesn't sound great. But No, that's sad. I went to uh, for a sleepover at Sophie's and there was about four or five of us there. And uh, obviously we all needed to pee at the same time. When you're drinking mm-hmm. beer, obviously. you know, or downing beers. So it was like, oh, I've got to go, I've got to go. And she had multiple toilets and she said, this person, you go in this one and Emma, you can go in this uh, bathroom and it had all been done up and it was a lovely looking bathroom it didn't look scary or anything like that but I put one foot in it and I was just like oh do you know what I'm just gonna wait for the other toilet and it was just kind of yeah. it was just kind of an automatic response it wasn't like shuddering goosebumps or anything like that I just put my foot yeah. in there and thought no nah, I'm gonna go in the other one you know yeah and when we went back upstairs Sophie was like why don't you want to go into that into that you know into that bathroom and I was like do you know I've got no idea I just didn't want to go in there yeah and uh, that's when she said well that was the the room that was a child's room and it was like completely bare when they moved in apart from a cot in the middle of it yeah um i mean that's creepy in itself isn't it yeah so that's the room that you know her other friend had obviously got upset in before previously so yeah i am a firm believer that you can pick up on like different energies and things like that and i obviously yeah i think so subconsciously had just thought no Fuck yeah. this. It's a no from me. Yeah, I'm not going in there. So, uh, okay. So, um, when Sophie moved in, because to begin with, her parents lived there and she didn't come over straight away. So she moved in afterwards. Um, so when I moved in, I used to get the sensation that someone was peeping over the top of the stairs. Uh, I don't like anybody peeping. No, it's weird, isn't it? No, don't be a creep. Don't peep. Be there or don't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So she used to get the sensation that somebody was peeping over the stairs. Not in a sinister way. It just felt like someone checking in on the new resident. Again, the holy water was used by her mum. Some years later, she remembers being in the kitchen and hearing someone coming down the stairs. She thought it was her partner, called out and had no reply. 
Out of the corner of my eye, I then saw a female figure pass the doorway. I used to feel suddenly uneasy when I reached a certain point on the, on the land. I could only describe it as though something bad had happened there. So this is what we were talking about, like picking up on that kind of bad energy. Energy, yeah. And uh, she remembers walking one of the dogs who on a couple of occasions would just suddenly stop and refuse to go any further at that point. Yeah. Fucking animals being creepy. I tell you, animals and kids, creepy. In the oldest part of the house, my partner described hearing a distressed older woman's voice in the night. This part of the house hadn't been used for a very long time and hadn't been renovated. Something that happened to her when she was little, this uh, was in England, so nothing to do with creepy France. Um, Dad picked her up from primary school and he asked about her day. And I went on to describe that one of her granddads had come to sit with her on a bench and had been talking to her and asking how she was. She'd never actually met either of her granddads and she has no recollection of that and of course oh. her granddad was dead oh that's so creepy but she apparently described her granddad to a t um, and she doesn't remember this anymore she doesn't remember right. doing that Mm-mm. see it's a bit like you know she's got no recollection of it so and it was yeah. primary school so probably around the same kind of age mm. yeah mm. Weird, man. That's weird. All right, now shit's about to get real. Before you start the next story, you know when you said about holy water, where did she get that from? Does she go to a church and fill up a glass of it from that little well thing? Or does she buy a bottle of Evian and get a priest to flap about it? It was already... I think you can go to a church and get get it. You know, they have, like, basins of it, don't they? I don't know what it's called. Isn't holy like? Isn't it from sacred places? Is it not, or is it just water that's been blessed? Yeah, I think it's water that's been blessed. But this, the holy water they were using in the house, is holy water that they found that was from Lord. All right, okay. So maybe there's something specific about holy water in from there. Well, Lords, uh, apparently, isn't it the place that the Virgin Mary appeared? Apparently, don't people go there to get healed? Um, yeah, they, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, they go oh, on there you go. pilgrim pilgrimage. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a word. Mm. <laughs> go me! I used a word right. Yay! Okay, so this uh, one of my friends on Facebook is actually a psychic medium. Oh my god, I love You're them the already. Friends. And uh she is very, very nice lady. Um I've never actually met her face to face. It's I used to listen to um a radio show that she used to do called Haunted Cornwall. And um uh, it was very random that I was listening to Haunted Cornwall in the middle of France, but I was listening to it. It's uh, not like you, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, she was she was on the show and uh they used, there was a chat room and we, you know, chat amongst other listeners and the host of the, the talk show would talk to us and it was just, it was a good laugh. Um, and we just, yeah, I, we added each other on Facebook and yeah, that was years and years ago now. So, and she just seems like a really nice lady. So her name is Angie Kruger. Big up Angie. Yeah. Angie. And uh, she was uh, more than happy to give me a story. And if anybody wants to go and follow Angie on Facebook, she is on Facebook and she will respond to any messages you send her. And she has a Facebook page called The Spooks Playground. 
So I, I did say I would give her little Facebook page a shout out on my little podcast. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. (laughs) Unless you don't want me to, because maybe there's some future stories. No, go ahead, go ahead. The Spooks Playground, it's called. Brilliant. We can uh, link all her stuff in when we do our, when we um, release this and put it on, onto our Facebook and Instagram pages, we can link her in. Yeah, if you say we can link her in, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. (laughs) So she does like workshops and things like that you know i think after what i've gathered it's teaching people to kind of tune into their own psychic abilities Uh and so she sent me the little booklet that she go she gives out to people that go on a workshop with her and it had various little stories so i've just picked the one because she told me it was her favorite and i can see why because it's pretty it's a good one so i'm going to read this in her words okay yeah So a few years back, I worked for a very successful paranormal radio show called Haunted Cornwall, um, Haunted Cornwall FM. The show went out on a Sunday and finished quite late and often dealt with topics of a darker spiritual nature. On one occasion, I had been ranting about so-called professionals who treat troubled spirit people as entertainment on TV programmes, often taunting and insulting them. I mean, we've all seen the shows, haven't we, where they... Yeah, yeah, awful. Yeah, they like go into these haunted locations and like, go on then, bring it on, I'm not frightened. It's all ridiculous. So yeah, that's what she's talking about. Okay, I arrived home and turned in for the night. As I started to relax, I felt the energy in my room change. It became very electric and intense. I half sat up with my eyes open, or closed as it is often the case because you can see with your third eye too. I saw the face of a young woman begin to materialise. I remember that she was very pale with freckles. She had bright red, thick hair and it looked as if she suffered from anorexia. The vibes in the room were very strong and I was now feeling very uncomfortable. As if she sensed this, and I'm pretty sure she did, she drew very near so that she was making eye contact with me. Then she raised a bony hand and grasped her jaw, starting to pull it down and open further oh, and oh, further. so uncomfortable. Oh, God. I can completely imagine this as well. I feel like Ooh. I don't know what to keep. I don't know if I want to keep my eyes open or closed. <laughs> so, um, to pull her jaw down, op- uh, open further and further oh. as if it was made of elastic, still looking oh. straight at me. Oh, I feel physically sick. <laughs> this was unsettling enough, but what happened next was worse. Oh. With her other, with her other hand, she wound her long hair around. Oh, her... <laughs> I can't listen. <laughs> You're right, Tash. Yeah, I mean, I want to know, but I don't. <laughs> Do you know what? It's almost worse, like listening to you talking about it rather than like watching it. I watch so many horror films, like. I am a psychopath. Yeah. But listening to it, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because your imagination is so much worse than anything that you can see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shall I keep going? Yeah. I mean, babe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've got to keep going now, Tash. You're going to be all right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So with her other hand, she wound her long hair around her fingers and started jamming it down her throat, retching as she did. 
at the same at the same time I could feel quite clearly as if the same thing was happening to me. Hair being pushed down my throat. Then a weird <laughs> Oh, I don't know about you want a gag <laughs> I can feel hair in my mouth. Yeah, me listening too. to this. <sighs> then a weird thing happened. Just as I was feeling a bit out of my depth, I knew that in life she had been hospitalized with severe mental illness. She had been so unhappy, unable to cope, that she had chosen to end her life by choking herself on her long hair. People oh, have, People have used many similar methods in such situations, some even ending their life by pushing toilet paper into their windpipes. As I had this re- realisation, it was as if something between us clicked. She knew that I understood what had happened to her and felt sympathy and understanding. And as that connection between us happened, she was gone. Oh, bless her. Although she seemed very dark and scary, she simply needed to express herself and to be understood. And that moment of acceptance was enough to set her free. I learned a lot from the red-haired girl, and I shall never forget her. I mean, I can't imagine what life must be like for, like, psychic mediums, seeing that kind of palaver on a regular basis. But, but they're so receptive, I just aren't never they? Sleep like, again. Yeah. But I find all that stuff like I've had a few readings, and I, I find it so emotional. Yeah. Like, I just sit there and cry the whole time when I'm having these readings done, even if it's like positive and like. But I suppose it's just well, it's very energy, isn't it? it? And it's just yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so that's me. Uh, that's me done for the week, girls. So it's a little bit different, a bit all over the wow. place. I mean, but that's been emotional. That was some. I thought that was some pretty good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I do love a bit of ghost. Uh, them sort of ghost stories because you know that you. Well, you just don't hear them anywhere else. It's just. I bet so many people have stories. Well, like yeah, that. and you know, I'm kind of hoping that I'll be able to do episodes like this maybe once a month or you know regularly. As more people listen to the podcast and, you know. Yeah, definitely. Give me a shout, yeah. tell me your your stories and, you know, I'll put them on the podcast. Wow, cool. Yeah. So, there, that's me done, thank God. That's really good. Well done, I enjoyed that, thank you. Oh, you're Thanks, welcome. Emma. I'm scared the shit out of myself now. I mean, I am oh. petrified <laughs> and emotional yeah. at the same time. Hmm. I'm definitely going to be thinking of hair mouth girl though, as I'm going to see Yeah, you can tonight. just picture her, can't you? I just think it's so yeah. sad as well because, like, as obviously it's terrifying, like, listening to you say tell that story, but then as you're coming through it, like, you get why, like, immediately yeah. I understood. And it's like, how harrowing and sad is it that that, that, that was the only way out for her? Yeah. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Oh, I love that though. You're well welcome. Done. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't oh. know how I'm going to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the song is definitely helping. <laughs> I'm really sorry and I apologise in advance that I haven't got some awesome names like last week. <laughs> oh, I no. don't think that's a bad thing because they were a lot last week. <laughs> This is, I hope, 
I hope that you haven't heard of this one because it is kind of all over YouTube and uh, it is quite famous. Oh, oh. Uh, a lot. I'm really sorry to interrupt, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that that yeah. girl that went missing, um, she's been found, but did you see that she admitted to making the whole thing up? Yeah, yeah, we should talk about this really hey. quickly. I don't know if Tasha, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there was a girl that uh, she went out for a run. It's only about 20 minutes from my house. Um, she went out for a 17 year old yeah, girl in France. Yeah, in France. Um, oh, your literal yeah, house. Yeah, my literal now, house yeah. now, about 20 minutes away. Um, she went, a 17 year old girl, she went out for a run and uh didn't come back so her dad went and ran her usual route because she shared everything on social media all the time like her running route oh, she did she's 17 yeah. yeah um so he kind of knew where she was going and he went through these woods and he found her phone her headphones and her watch and uh, the headphones had traces of blood on it and quite a lot of things had traces of blood so right. he saw that and looked around for her and then called police pretty much straight away. He was really good with this dad. And uh, they were all yeah. on it. 120 police were dispatched straight away. They were really, it was a really high profile case. It was they had really. The army as well, didn't they? They got everywhere. The military out to search for her. Yeah, well, this. Last when week? did this happen? Uh, last week. Yeah. What? Yeah. And. Um, I was uh, I was like, oh, my God. And even my husband was like, have you heard? And I was like, oh, my God, no. And <laughs> they, like, check all your, fen- all your garages and yeah, your well, sheds? Because, was it, like, one of well, them? Well, you know what it's like here? Nothing happens. Like, someone yeah. could steal a bucket and it'd be on the, the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing ever happens. So it just makes it all, like, like when you hear it on telly, oh, nothing ever happens here. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they looked for her all night. And it wasn't the next day or the day after she yeah. ran into a kebab shop. For, she had apparently had escaped the kidnappers and ran into a kebab shop and took refuge there. She had blood on her and everything and her clothes were all ripped. And uh, they, she said that two men had kidnapped her by force and uh, she managed to escape. But it actually, she made it all up, and I don't know what was wrong with her. I don't know if she just wanted a bit of attention. Well, or got a bit... she clearly needs some actual help. Yeah, I think she does. Absolutely. I mean, I was thinking, shit, I mean, this does not look good. I said, so I was so surprised when she escaped. I was like, yes, girl. But I do think it's weird, unless this is normal, from the beginning... I reckon a policeman or whoever was there, the detective, kind of thought it was a bit fishy because they never released any photos of her. And she was missing, you know, you'd want anyone looking for her. They never released her name and they didn't release um... her her photo. They've released her name now. There was no no photo of her? No, nothing on the news. And I was like, why aren't they... Um, showing photos but like I said because it it was suspected kidnapping is that normal but normally it isn't I don't know normally they they get the picture out there straight away so I think maybe from the beginning they might have had an inkling that something wasn't quite right yeah she where was she I don't know I don't know it hasn't come out yet have you heard Mm. anything Emma I think she was in the woods she'd gone jogging in the woods but I can't remember where exactly 
But I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know where she. No, but where did she then? Oh, yeah, it was all night. It was the she day after. To wherever, wherever they found her, which was reasonably far away, considering you know you're walking. So she just walked through the night to get to this town. She showed up in. What a fucking twat! I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, obviously, she clearly needs some help. Like. There's something going on in our life that's made I don't up know. I do think, that. I think it's and very that's sad. I mean, do we think that possibly... There's going to be more to that, isn't that there? something did happen, but she's been threatened that if she actually says anything, there will be, like, they're going to hurt a family or something. But then they would see, like, there would have been footprints. Like, there'll be, obviously, like then investigate every eventuality, won't they? Yeah, apparently the T-shirt was obviously cut with scissors and the wounds that she had were self-inflicted. Who wakes up one morning and thinks, I don't know what I'm going to fucking do? I don't do. know whether she just wanted to scare her parents and it got out of hand because the police were on it for once. They were really on it and it was like it was all over the whole of France news. I mean, the whole of France probably doesn't know where our our area of France is because it's so rural. So it was all over the news, yeah. but still with no pictures no. and her exactly. name wasn't released. Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering maybe they, they probably... Her name not being released. I don't... I think now they have oh, released it, strange. but she's a minor, so I don't know why. I don't think she'll... I really hope that they don't now and they don't release any photos because, I mean, she's kind of... Well, it's mortifying, isn't it? I don't know it? if they're going to have to move. She's not, you know, I mean, 17, you kind of get caught out in a big fat lie, if that's the case. Fuck me. That's a massive lie. Massive lie. How'd you come back from that? I don't know. I think you'd have to move, wouldn't you? I feel so sorry for the parents. I mean, I don't know what her home life is like. They're going to look into that, though. There's I something, there's I more so. to that, isn't there? I hope that... If, I don't know. I just don't think you make up something so big. Unless you're a compulsive liar, there's got to be something It's somewhere. the whole blood yeah. thing, isn't it? Let's not do that. It's one thing like running away to your mates and not telling your mum and dad. Yeah. But that's that's a lot. That's like she's gone in. And she left her phone. And I don't know. I just think if you're going to half-ass pretend she wouldn't leave your phone, like for a teenager to leave their phone and their smartwatch. You know, it's dedication Ooh. there. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what's yeah. happening in our, in our neck of the woods. Uh, but it was pretty mental for all those. Well, like I say, I mean, the, I think, I don't think the case is completely Did you see closed. all, like, the police and that? Hmm? Were they, did you see all the police and stuff? Wow, I don't go out. <laughs> oh. uh, no, I, I mean, um, on that night before she got found... There was a, when I was coming home, there was a, a car with its hazards on in the middle of nowhere. And there was no That's one crazy. in it. And it was pitch black. I was like, there are no cars. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, they they have broken down. And Broke that, but down I was like, should I check the boot of the car? Should I? Should no. I do it? And then I was like, imagine it'd be like, bonjour. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm just check in, you know, see if you're a murderer and uh, stuff. But yeah, that's what's been happening over in wow in in our neck of the woods. Crazy. So yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. I interrupted your podcast story. 
Yeah. No, I hadn't even started. <laughs> little interlude, isn't it? Yeah. Little extra story. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Um, Right. So, like I said, I've written most of this myself and a lot of it's very bitty and very notes. So I kind of hope that it goes smoothly as I hope it does. On the 25th, oh, I can't speak. On the 25th of December, 2006, um, Mr. Don Waller was waiting for his son and his girlfriend to turn up for Christmas dinner. And um, it's a guy called Dawn. He was late, so the guy. This is Dawn Waller. Is is the father? He's called Dawn. So well, it, Dawn. Yeah. Oh come on, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's not not funny. Isn't Dawn a girl's name? Oh, oh no. you guys, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Mr. Dawn. <laughs> no, Mr. Waller. We'll just call him Mr. Waller. Waller Senior, okay? Mr. <laughs> <name> Dawn. <laughs> right. He, um, he called his son and there's no answer. So they end up thinking, well, fuck him. And then they have their Christmas what was lunch. His son's and name? then they're like, well, he's called Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan, yeah. Ryan Waller. That's all right. Yeah. That's a good name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they called, uh, so eventually they went over to his house, over to his apartment, and knocked on the door, and there's no answer. So by now they're really worried. He's not, he's uh, 18 years old, but he's not the type that would get drunk on Christmas Eve and not show up to see his yeah. family. Um, and also he was there with his girlfriend, Heather. Um, so they end up calling 911 and ask for a, um, a welfare yeah. check. And, um, about well, quite a few hours later, the, a detect, a, um, policeman called them and said, right, well, we're going around now. So it's at least three hours after they called 911. And then about another half an hour later, some patrol cars came and pulled up. And um, so the police knock on the door. There's no answer. They look through the window and it just doesn't seem right. Uh, The police go to do a welfare check and they look through the window and they can see someone curled up on the sofa, but they're not reacting when they're banging on the window. So they for some reason and i couldn't find out why they waste an hour getting a warrant to go in the home whereas seems legit whereas normally when there's reason for concern for they someone just go in. they can just go straight in so i have no idea and it it's still unclear at the minute why this all had to be fanned around they said oh because he rented it or it was just a lot of stupid paperwork, which makes everything worse. This normally doesn't happen. So, and again, once they get this warrant, instead of barging in, they call out a locksmith to try and unlock the door. So you go and try and unlock. Locksmiths literally take like seven hours to arrive. Yeah, and they're always <laughs> like, hello. Yeah, I don't know. They're just really like <laughs> slow. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, we're well, not slow, but just really like, ah. Oh. 
I'm not going to go first. And then take two seconds to do the job and you're like... And now that would be thanks. £600. <laughs> and they so they tried to unlock the front door and it, they were unsuccessful. So they go to the back and there's two back doors. Why? I don't know. But there are two back doors. So they try and unpick the back door and then suddenly the door like flies open and Ryan stood there and he's like... What, what, yeah, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, oh, we've been called up for a welfare check. And they look at him and he's got a, like a black eye and he doesn't seem, seem right. He just really acting strange. And, and they look past him and they see a girl curled up on the sofa and they said, oh, is she okay? And he's like, oh, well, yeah, she's just sleeping. And they think it well, they're thinking it's really but like the big red flags are going off in their police people minds and they mm. manage to like negotiate their way inside so that they can go and check on who what ended up to be Heather curled up on the sofa in the background. And they go and see her and see if she's okay. She didn't react, she didn't answer her name, and they looked at her and she'd been shot twice in oh the my head. God. So oh she my God. she had been dead for a little while as well. She hadn't just died, she'd been there for a and few her days. Boyfriend was going, Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, and he was like, Oh no, she's just asleep. She's having a midday nap. Yeah. So obviously they chuck him in the patrol car ryan's dad's outside he sees him being led out to the car his dad's obviously upset because he thought that his son was dead uh you know because you think about it the worst yeah, straight yeah. away and the police wouldn't let him go and see him he said no right we're going to open an investigation you're not allowed to go see the car basically chest bump his dad away and um and then they take him to the police and so leave him in the patrol car for about two hours while they call paramedics to to make to declare that heather is definitely dead so they they come and check her and then leave um and he's just not giving any straight answers and then when he did he immediately contradict himself so they take him down to the station and ready to be questioned about what's uh what's happened they so yeah they took Ryan in for questioning he was quite agitated and he when I've got what I watched what a lot of these notes are from is from the uh, interrogation video because he's just acting so weird and um he is kind of sat there and then he cuffs himself to the table by himself and then kind of like he's flopping around and then he tries to walk away and almost as if he'd forgotten that he'd cuffed himself to the table. He's just acting really strange throughout the whole video. You're like, what yeah, is he doing? <laughs> and um, so they start questioning him, say, you know, who are you? And he's just, just being, he's like, here's an example. They say, you know, do we have a girlfriend? Yes. What's her name? And he says Heather. And he, what's his? What's her last name? And he goes, Oh, I don't know. And he's like, Oh, you don't know. And they'd been living together for six months, so they were a quite a. You no, know, no, they've been they've been dating for over six months, and then they'd been living together recently. So it's not a brand new yeah. relationship. And um, he didn't know her he last was just name. really caged. No, no. It's odd. And. 
And I said to him, you know, how did you, um, how did you get your black eye? And he was like, oh, I don't know. He kept saying, I don't know my, he, every time he spoke, he kind of added, I don't man, I don't know, man. I really don't know. That was just almost added onto every single time he spoke. He, he added that onto the end. He's just almost as if he didn't really know what to say. So he was like word vomiting words out to kind of yeah. say something and then he said after the detective asked um you know how'd you get your black eye he said uh, she hit me he said who hit you he says heather did how and uh he said oh it's because she was helping christina do her hair or something and then he's, he just kept saying i want to go to sleep and so the detectives were really thinking and he, he was on some sort of drug yeah. or he's having some sort of men- mental break he kept changing his story. So this Christina person, apparently Heather was helping her do her hair and accidentally hit him. And then it was Christina that hit him. And then the detective was like getting a little bit annoyed. I think, you know, he'd keep changing his story. And he was like, there's a dead girl in your living room. We need to know what happened. And he was like, she's dead. Who's dead? And yeah. and he said, Heather, Heather's dead. And he, it was like really that he didn't know that she was, and then creepy. his demeanor, yeah, his demeanor changed a little bit, and he said, "Oh, these people came over, Richie and his dad, with a bow and arrow, and he shot us with those." What? And the detective, but you could almost see like question marks hovering over the detective. It was like how many? And before this, there's other stories that he kept changing as well. There was this Eric person, like the detective was just kind of testing out a few names. He was like, oh, do you know Dave? Do you know Eric? Do you know all these people? And he's like, yeah, I know who they are. And um, That's so weird. Yeah. And then he said, yeah, Richie and his dad tried to break in. Richie used to live here and they were trying to get their stuff or something. I really don't know. I really don't know. And then he said, they had two revolvers and they shot us both. I got hit in the eye. I don't know, man. I don't know. You don't and know the lot, detective was like, really? No, and then the text was like, who shot you? Did you shoot Heather? And he said, no. And he's like, tell me what really happened. Is someone, did someone shoot you in the eye with a BB gun? And he said, no, I got shot in the eye. And he'd already changed his story about 10 times, so the detective is just like, what? Oh, my God. And he says, if someone tried to shoot you in the eye, you would be yeah. dead. And he said, well, did, yeah. did you call 911? And he said, no, I, I just wanted to let her sleep. And he said, if Heather's been shot, why would you just let her sleep? It just wasn't making sense. And then, oh, bless him. He he kind of said, he's 18, so you kind of feel sorry for him throughout the whole thing. Oh, so young. Yeah, and then he says, this is what he said, this is a quote. Um, I got shot and I was trying to get up and stuff, and then they shot Heather in the face and I didn't even hear it. I got shot once, I hold on, I got shot wrong once too, and I was going to pass out. That's what he said. It's, all of his words are kind of coming out yeah. wrong. Yeah. And he says, the doctor, the doctor, the detective said, so you, you're telling me you have been shot, and you're, but your story really doesn't make sense. And the detective kind of has a bit of a light bulb moment and says, well, I'll actually look at his eye. And... um and see and he's quite black you know and swollen um and he's like right i'll be right back and then when he comes back the detective's demeanor had completely changed 
And um, he said, right, I'm going to call paramedics and get them to come and look at you. And as the paramedics arrive later, and then all this time, Ryan is complaining that he just wants to go to sleep, that he's so tired, he just wants to go home. He doesn't understand the seriousness of yeah, it all. He's, he's behaving very yeah. strangely. Very, very strangely, yeah. And so the fire department, come, well, paramedics come and check him out. And, you know, the detective's like, you won't believe this. And um, they really hope, obviously, the police department really hope it isn't true, because if it is true, that means that they failed to give Ryan any proper medical treatment and have wasted six hours that he could have received treatment for what could be a major brain injury. Yeah. And six hours where he could have gotten help a lot sooner if they'd have take if they'd have actually looked at him because I don't know if you remember that the paramedics they called them to check Heather but no one ever Ryan. checked Ryan. They just put him in the back of the car. Yeah, I mean his his eye was very black. It was very swollen. It was real cork. It was like really like he'd been really smacked in the face. And um, poor Ryan couldn't quite get his story straight, but he had told the right story in the end that a guy called Richie and his dad had come in and shot him in the eye because that's what actually happened <laughs> um what the fuck? he had actually got two bullets he'd been shot in the head twice oh my god and and they they didn't they didn't bother looking at him properly or just instantly thought you know he's acting weird he's killed his girlfriend and it yeah and um Bless him. When the paramedics came and looked, and it looked like there's a, you could see like a mark on his nose where it had gone through and exited the other side. And then one way you could kind of see it's gone into his, like a hole near his eye. But only when you look closer. I mean, I I didn't really want to look at the pictures too much, but you can definitely see there was a few, he's really bashed up. And um, he's got shot in the head twice, though, in defense of the police department. Somebody who gets shot in the head twice doesn't tend to uh, open, yeah, open the door Survive. and say, yeah. yo, what's going on? Yeah. So when the paramedics say, right, well, we're gonna, your ride's here, and he was like, oh, and he says, stands up, and he kind of sweetly says, so uh, where are we going? Oh. And he was like, you're going to a hospital? You need to go to the hospital. Oh, my heart. What poor boy. Yeah. I mean, you can watch the whole... I mean, I watched a shortened version because the whole interrogation is really... When you know what's happened, I was like, what? I think I'd already started watching this video before, but I turned it off because it was too long. And I was like, this guy's just uh, really weird. He's probably on drugs or something. And then I'd come back to it later on. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And... um. They managed, authorities eventually started piecing together what had happened and they apprehended Richie Carver and his father, Larry. Um, the two had gone to the to Ryan's apartment seeking some sort of revenge and to rob him. They um, managed to break in and shoot Ryan in the head. They stepped over Ryan and then killed Heather just because God. she was a witness. Oh Revengeful? What? Yeah. what the fuck had they done to deserve this? 
I think um, it said that Richie had lived in that apartment before Ryan did. They were never roommates, but Richie had lived there. And I don't know, he knew Ryan from somewhere and apparently they'd had a little disagreement, but nothing that would merit a bullet in the face. Jesus Christ. So Richie's a psychopath and his dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, they're really awful looking. Not like that makes too much of a difference, but they just really look evil. Just like a real shuddery feeling when you look at them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so apparently this was a couple of days before Christmas on the 20, I think it's the 23rd. So, and the police didn't get called out until well, Christmas when he was supposed to go to his parents' house. So Paul Ryan had eventually woken up and was kind of walking around the house confused, like in a confused mm. fog, um, kind of like, I suppose, the part of his brain that hadn't been shot by the bullet was still working so his like routine maybe his daily routine was there or i don't know bless him i think he slept a lot it's as terrible. well it's hot is he all right in the end bex uh well i'll get to it later he did go to hospital uh, they had to remove his eye mm. and uh part oh, and bless yeah him. and the part of his brain that was um was affected by the bullet. So he did have permanent brain damage because of it. Oh, um, that's so sad. I think he could still add... It, there's, it, this didn't even have a Wikipedia thing. I don't know if it's the family or... Bless him. He... Um, I don't know. It is, it's really hard to find information about him after yeah. this. Yeah. A little bit more about Ryan. Ryan was born on 12th of February, 1988 in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, His dad said that he loved to play guitar and had dreams of, like, making it big in a rock band. Mm. And he was only 18, so when this happened. Uh, He and Heather had known each other since they were kids and had been dating for about, yeah, for about six months before they moved in together. Heather was lovely, lovely looking girl. She was um, born on the 10th of April, 1985. She was attending the University of Arizona and wanted to get into law school. Bless her heart. So, yeah, so she would have been putting away, hopefully, scumbags like Richie and his dad. But they took that away from her. So down to Richie and his dad. He Richie was convicted in June 2008 of felony murder, burglary, aggravated assault and misconduct involving weapons. And um, he was sentenced to a term of his natural life. The case against Larry was, so the dad, was based in part on confessions he made to his wife. The confession was ultimately dismissed after she invoked her marital marital privilege and refused to testify against her husband, which apparently in that state of America you can yeah. do if you're like spout, spousal something. So the family of Heather, Heather Kwan, she was called, they appealed to enact um, what later became known as Heather's Law, which amended the marital privilege um, to compel a defendant's spouse to testify. 
So after a legal battle over whether the new law could apply to this case was won, so the court ruled in favour of the state and Carver was reindicted in November 2011 on first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, burglary, aggravated assault, and following a 10-day trial, the jury um, deliberated for two and a half days before reaching a verdict of guilty on all counts. So a little bit of justice for him. Ryan, unfortunately, died of a seizure in 2016. Because oh, uh, bless him. because of his uh, well because of his injuries, it just uh, so it, what he's twenty eight. Yeah. died. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, just bloody so, fucking tragic, man. That's all I could really find was his obituaries on uh, on the internet. Because I was I was like, when did he die then? Because he didn't die. And then it said 2016 of a seizure. That's just really sad. Mm. And I found, I yeah, found, that is sad. yeah, I found some reports that he lost both of his eyes, and then I found some reports that he'd only lost his left eye. So I really don't know. And there was a lot. There wasn't a lot of information. There wasn't a lot of articles. A lot of it I had to go to YouTube for. Oh, so yeah. there isn't, a, like I say, there isn't a Wikipedia page. There isn't a Murderpedia page. There's not a lot of articles on on this. Um, just a lot, yeah, just a lot of YouTube. But, videos so he there. basically went for like two days without seeking any medical attention after being shot in the head. So, uh, yeah, and then another six hours was wasted because police didn't look at look at him yeah, properly. But I mean, again, I can't yeah. really blame the coppers on this one because it just looked like he had a black eye, really. Yeah, it looked like he had a black eye, and as soon as you, like, I, throughout you talking about him, I had no inclination that it wasn't him. I thought he would just couldn't get your story straight, yeah. and he was maybe on drugs or whatever, so. The black eye is really bad, though. It's really, really purple and swollen. Like, it's yeah. taken up, like, a lot of that side of his face. And when you think that people that get pulled over for drunk driving if they're a little bit over the limit they get to have a doctor to come and see them yeah because they just want to waste some time so that their alcohol reading's not as high i don't yeah. know it just it, i bet they'll never forgive I mean, themselves no i mean their their um, police department is being investigated um and so i could not find any information on it and their um I was having a look at other people that are actually investigative journalists. Oh, God, that was hard. Um, that are journalists and everything. I was trying to find out if they could find any information, but they couldn't find anything because it was, it's been under investigation. And when it's police, policing, police, it, everything's very hush-hush. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And it means that that police, um, oh, what's the word? That district, that that particular police um, station, station. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of the word. Can't comment on this case at all. Yeah. So yeah, it's really hard to get information. That's so but, sad. And uh, that's why I was. I said I was uh, hesitating on that one because it wouldn't have been as bad if he was absolutely fine and sued and got a million. You know, quite a few million dollars, which he righteously would have deserved. Um, mm. he uh, yeah, because of his in- injuries, he did eventually die. Poor lad, Bless him. yeah, 
Yeah, so that was uh, nice and upbeat. <laughs> I can't help, I can't I can't but, help but think we might have chosen the wrong kind of podcast. <laughs> oh no, here was, yeah, definitely. But... Oh dear me, what? Jesus, I feel very depressed now. Oh. No, I feel really sad for him. Yeah, he's really sweet, like, just like a normal, like, 18-year-old lad. And, uh, yeah, bless him. It just completely, his life was just completely... Well, I know he wasn't killed that day, but part of him was. Yeah. It probably did did change him as a person. Obviously, his girlfriend was murdered, and that's ruined their family, her life, her family's life. Forever. Oh, yeah, they, they would have never been the same. No. And also just showing the police department how much of a, a fuck up the whole thing was. They never they so they knew who stole the stuff. They never recoup they never got back any of the stuff that Richie and his dad stole. And Ryan had like expensive guitars and bits of Oh, they and bobs. never got anything back. You know, they they never got anything back. They just didn't it just doesn't look like they bothered to try. Oh God. I think they, they just went into a let's cover our ass mode. Yeah, it sounds like there was gross misconduct done there, didn't it? Check you out with your yeah. criminal lingo. Yeah. Babe, I'm good at words. <laughs> I'm good at words. <laughs> I've got words, but they're never the right ones. <laughs> no. Never doubt me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, shall we wrap it up? Yeah. <laughs> we still don't know what to say, do we? No. Well, good luck getting sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks. Doing this late evening, I don't know if that's the best idea we've... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. we can say, hope you enjoyed it, and we shall see you for the next, see you next one. Time. Yeah, see you next time. All right, then. Yeah. Look forward to it. Yeah. Thanks, girls. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Bye.